Welcome to Foodie with a Life, or FWAL as I like to call it. I'm Christina Conrad. This podcast is not about doing more. It's about grinding less so that we can be more present in our lives. Foodie with a Life is about quality of life, fueling your body to truly feel nurtured, taking care of yourself, tuning into mindfulness, eating real food, doing activities that gives you energy, surrounding yourself with people who make you feel like the best version of you, and taking time to rest. We'll explore topics of food, of course, helping kiddos eat new foods, this is helpful, getting dinner on the table, how many planning will change your life, and above all else, being more present. Hint, it starts with one big deep breath. Thanks so much for being here. Let's dig in. cooking rut or just looking for healthy feel great recipes that are completely doable subscribe to the seasonal recipe bundle and receive seasonal recipe packs each quarter with amazing pro tips to save you time and help you get ahead of your week so cooking feels sustainable and attainable these are more than just recipes you guys it's having meals and techniques at your fingertips that leave you and your family feeling great here's what members are saying the SRB is 100. Tuna crostini, snap peas, and chimichurri shrimp are all delicious. I can't wait to try the rest. Melissa D says, I now love the idea of making a batch of soup at the beginning of each week. It makes it so much easier to make good food choices during the week, and I'm already cutting back on takeout. Subscribe to the annual membership for only $45 and add 24 recipes to your toolbox this year. Subscribe today by clicking on the link in episode notes or on foodiewithlife.com in the shop. And thanks. Hello, hello. I am really excited about the topic today because it is just such fun. So the topic today is appetizers for dinner. And I'm going to set a scene for you and then we're going to talk through it. So the scene is, it's a weekday. The sun is out. It's super beautiful. Kind of everyone's mulling around outside. Maybe a kiddo is on a bike ride, or maybe you went to the park late, or maybe you don't have kids and your day is just feeling a little bit longer than it normally would, like in a good way. You feel like being outside more and, you know, messing around in the garden or going for a little bike ride. The general theme is you're not spending a ton of time in the kitchen thinking about some laborious dinner that is going to take a lot of processes. And I'd like to introduce you to appetizers for dinner. There's no rules here, which is pretty fun. It's also super interactive and you can take it on the road. So this could be a picnic. This could be dinner al fresco. So just eating in your backyard or, you know, in a warm patch of grass or it could just be a fun interactive dinner idea that you have at the dinner table. I'm gonna tell you what this is not. This is not garbage for dinner. So this is not like dig through your freezer, end up with a bunch of random bits and bobs that are not great for you, (laughs) and then feel gross afterwards, okay? This is a dinner of things that are fresh, things that don't take a lot of time to prepare, I'm also gonna talk about at the end of the episode how you can distribute jobs to get your people involved so that they have some buy-in here. So when you're thinking about dinner, I want you to think about three things. Texture, fresh flavors, and color. 
Okay, so as I'm describing this, I want you to visualize this. And I want you to think about texture, flavors, and color. So the first way to not make this a garbage dinner, but still make it really low maintenance, is to start with a healthy base dish. So I'm gonna give you two examples here that I like. Both are legume or bean based. And that's nice because it can be pantry ingredients. I typically do those on a Saturday or a Sunday. I'll just make them in advance when I have, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. And then they're in the fridge and I know that I can just pull from it. The first one I'm gonna talk about is gonna be lentils. And I just posted this on Instagram and I'm gonna send a loose recipe for this in my next newsletter. But essentially what it is, lentils, so either beluga lentils or French green lentils, because they hold their shape. You're gonna cook those for about 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, you're gonna drain them and then do a healthy drizzle of good olive oil. So to dress that up, you can add cubes of salami, kind of like shavings of Parmigiano-Reggiano, or you can do it as a really fine grate. The second base dish I'm going to talk about, like I said, I'm going to start with bean things because also they're good at room temperature, hot or cold, doesn't matter, is a Tuscan bean salad. And that is also on my website. So in that one, you have different types of beans. So again, you can shop your pantry here. In that recipe, you can do navy beans, cannellini beans, garbanzo beans, butter beans. So you have all different shapes and sizes. And then you have olive oil roasted red peppers, red wine vinegar. It's super delicious. It's very flavorful. There's parsley in there, so it's colorful, but it's really healthy. We're not feeling like garbage. So, so far we have two options for base dishes, and then you can kind of shop what you have. So once you have your base dish, you're looking for anything crunchy and fresh in the fruit category. Do whatever is seasonal. So it could be apples and pears if it's in the kind of colder wintry months. And it could be some beautiful stone fruits. It could be fresh berries. It could be cantaloupe or watermelon. It doesn't matter. Just whatever fresh fruits you have, slice those up, put them on a plate. Next, I want you to think about crunchy vegetables. So like I said, texture, fresh flavors, color. We keep coming back to that. So crunchy vegetables, whatever is in season. So it might be cucumbers, it might be sliced fresh carrots, it might be endive or radish or snap peas, peppers, whatever you have that's beautiful and fresh and your family likes or is even kind of medium on. This is like a fun way to get people trying some new things. Slice those up and put them on a tray. Next, cheese. So I'm going to make the case for something I feel very strongly about buy good artisan cheese so it has more flavor more interesting to your palate and because it has more flavor you don't need to eat as much so cheese can be kind of demonized flavorless cheese is really not adding anything you think it is it really is having no impact. But if you buy really good cheese, you know, I talk about Parmigiano Reggiano all the time. It's expensive for sure, but it lasts a while and it has a ton of flavor and it has a really complex flavor. So when you add it to dishes, you don't need a lot. And so it packs a lot of punch for a really small amount. Okay. So buy good cheese. I'm going to put an asterisk to that and I'll say, I have a three-year-old and my daughter, I'll cube up some cheese and apple for her. I'm not going to give her $20 a pound cheese. I'm not a crazy person. <laughs>
That's too much for me. She, we're not ready for that. But she definitely will try some of the good cheeses when we eat it. I'll buy like a block of Tillamook, you know, the yellow cheddar. It's fine. I'll cube that up for her and she can, you know, have that as like a normal snacking cheese. But when you're putting together cheese for, I'm going to say like a cheese platter, you want to buy good cheese. And when you think about consuming cheese, and adding it to different foods, you want it to be complex and interesting. So buy good cheese. And my second thing is buy interesting cheese, which I talked about, but I wanna talk about texture. You wanna do different types of texture. So a hard aged cheese, an aged Gouda can be amazing. It can have those little crystallized bits of salt in the cheese, like a Parmigiano Reggiano has, where you kind of bite into it and you get this like kind of amazing umami crystals. A semi-firm cheese, can be a Gouda that's not aged, for example. And then you can do a soft cheese. So for something like that, it could be an interesting brie. It could be a goat cheese. It could be something super fancy you see in the gourmet cheese department. I'm going to say I really like to shop the gourmet cheese department. Like it does not have to be super expensive. It can be a small bit of something that looks interesting or something that you haven't tried. There are so many options out there. So don't be afraid to just kind of shop the section. If someone is behind the counter, talk to them. If you don't like funky, super funky cheeses, tell them you don't like funky cheeses and see what they recommend. There's so many options out there. And it's actually really fun to talk to the people in the gourmet cheese department or in the deli because they might know more than you think they do. I could have a whole episode about cheese, but when you're buying cheese, and you're putting together a little cheese board, I want you to think about texture. Next, you want some great bread or crackers. My OG recommendation when you buy great artisan bread is to slice what you're gonna use and then have a gallon size Ziploc bag in your freezer and freeze the other pieces. Cut it into the pieces that you normally eat and then freeze those as pieces in the freezer. When you wanna eat the bread, take whatever pieces you want out wrap them in foil, and then pop them in your oven for eight to 10 minutes at whatever your temperature of your oven is at, if it's already on, or you can do it at 400 for eight to 10 minutes. I'll say one of my friends does this trick and she will pop the bread in the microwave for just a few seconds to take the chill off. And then she'll either put it into the toaster or put it into a toaster oven, or you can warm it up in a cast iron pan. All of those things work, okay? So however you want to get it warm, there's really no wrong way. But the nice thing is when you go to eat it, it's going to be like eating fresh bread. It's incredible. So far for your appetizers for dinner, you have like lentils or bean salad. You have fresh fruits. You have crunchy vegetables. You have interesting cheeses. You have great bread. And then I want you to shop your refrigerator. What do you have? You have any good salamis? Do you have olives, roasted peppers, pickles, or cornichons? You have mustard, sliced meats, any of these things will work. So next, let's talk about getting your people involved. So I love to get people involved in the kitchen because that means that they have buy-in and they are having a sense of how to cook and prepare and clean while you go and all of those really important life skills, especially if you have kids. So I'm going to set another scene. So let's say that there's one parent and two kids later elementary school age, so you can use a knife, you feel like they're being safe. 
they're kind of like learning as they go. Okay. But it's setting the foundation for them to also be able to create this on their own. The next kid is maybe in charge of making the cheese tray. So maybe they do different cheeses. They need to think about how the cheeses are going to be eaten. So anything like hard cheeses where you're not going to be able to cut a knife through it, they should do it into cubes. The semi-firm cheeses can sometimes be left whole or maybe left into slivers or slices. And then the soft cheeses can just be left whole. And then they can decorate the board so they can add different meats or nuts or olives or jam, whatever you have, or honey, whatever you have. Again, they get to shop and see what feels good and interesting. And as the adult, you're like the background support. Questions come up, making sure everybody is safe with a knife, you know, kind of sous chefing for them a little bit so that they get to be in charge and again, have buy-in to what they're doing, but they feel independent. I think that this is a really fun dinner to make. It can be super interactive with your partner or with your kids or with your mother-in-law or <laughs> whoever's at your house. doesn't matter. This can be really fun and interactive and it's kind of in pieces. So you can just say, you know, can you be in charge of the fruits and vegetables and then just let them do it. It doesn't matter how they cut it. it truly, it doesn't matter. It will taste great. Just let them explore. And then for your kiddos, they get buy-in. And then they also are thinking about what food do we have, which is amazing. And when you go to write your grocery list at the end of the week, you can ask your kids, hey, we're going to do appetizer night on Thursday. Is there anything you specifically want? Or is there anything you liked? Oh yeah, mom, I really liked the whatever. Or Maybe your kids want to go to the grocery store with you and start getting involved. It's just a way for them to get more interactive in the process and to have some fun with it. So I would love to hear if you already do appetizers for dinner, you can leave me a voicemail in the episode. If you scroll all the way to the bottom and by the way, the podcast goes out to the people by the algorithm, knowing that people like it. It's kind of a funny thing. So if you could go up on the top right-hand corner of when you look at your phone, when you look at the cover of the podcast, it'll have like a little check mark or a plus mark. Um, go ahead and click that and that will subscribe you to the podcast. So you'll always know when a new episode gets dropped, rate and review the podcast. If you're digging what is happening here, I would greatly appreciate it. So thank you. And For today's meditation, I want you to bring your awareness to your feet. When you feel like kind of scattered throughout the day, or if you just start to feel like anxious or overwhelmed, it's a really nice practice to feel for the bottom of your feet, feel for them connected on the ground. And it's a way for you to like ground your energy as well as physically ground your feet. So today we're going to do that. So, as we always begin, roll your shoulders up, back, and down. And if you're in a place where you can feel your feet on the ground, go ahead and just barely press your feet into the ground. You can also, if you're in a chair, you can also tuck your tailbone slightly and just feel for a little lengthening of the low back and a lifting of the ribs and the heart. Take a deep inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth. 
and bring your awareness to the top of the head. We're just gonna do a little body scan and end at the feet. So bring your awareness to the top of the head. And as you exhale, I want your awareness to move down the face and the neck, wide across the shoulders, down the spine and the chest, the abdomen, around the hips, the pelvis, the tops of the thighs, backs of legs through the knees, down the shin and the calves, around the ankles, tops of feet, and then soles of feet. I want you to feel the soles of the feet, to feel the pads of the toes and the base of the heel. Inhale again through the nose and exhale through the mouth. Feel for the feet almost melting deeper into the earth. And with that melting comes your energy in a very grounded, secure, safe way. Gently blink the eyes open. And inhale. And exhale. Thank you so much for being with me today. I hope our conversation allows you to take back a bit of your time so you can have more space, more breathing room, more energy. Have a great day.